And so it is. Dear Chambra, we come to the time of questions and answers on this day. Calder has asked me one small favor or indulgence that um, I do not answer the questions with, it doesn't matter. (laughs) So, without going into further discourse, let us begin. Okay. In the show that Kathumi talks about eating the whole elephant, I was wondering if we continue to keep eating the whole elephant and continue moving and changing the energy, does this create a potential not only for Shambra but all of humanity to transition into the new energy easier? Indeed, absolutely. First you'll realize that it's really not an elephant, uh, that it's really just a pea. And just very tiny, tiny, not this great big elephant, because it's an illusion right now. It just feels enormous. But yes, you continue to, uh, when we say eating the elephant, you continue to feel all of the energies. You continue to bring them in rather than to hold them outside of you. Uh, There's a tendency sometimes to only take in part of it, you're trying right now to only take in the what you would call the positive side of life. We invite you to take in all of it. Good news, the bad news, the no news, the extreme news. And bring it all in. By doing that, first of all, you provide yourself with a very balanced flow of energy. You allow yourself not only to see both sides of duality, but you allow yourself to see the other very... Um, interdimensional energies that are coming in at this point. When you bring this energy in and feel it for yourself, without owning it, without um, blaming yourself for the woes of the world, you give yourself tremendous insight and perspective into what's really going on. As we told a group also recently, things are not at all what they appear to be. It's one of my favorite cryon sayings. Things are not at all what they appear to be because there is something very, very different happening than just what you read on the surface. As you allow yourself to absolutely absorb all of these feelings, understanding they're not yours, you also read into and tap into all of the different um, potentials, all the different realities that exist, and all of the different facets. This provides a tremendous um, uh, inspiration to you and a totally different way of looking at life rather than on a very uh, linear path based on history and uh, linear future. You now see that it is so much more encompassing and actually a lot more fun. As you explore the grand potentials that exist within all of this energy right now, understand how to use it for yourself or how to enjoy it for yourself. This sets up a very grounded and very um, very grounded and, and uh, anchored energy in the potential for humanity. This potential of change and evolution and uh, what could be called enlightenment doesn't necessarily feed into the matrix. Uh, the matrix meaning mass consciousness or the type of grid, the um, type of energy field and, and uh, overlays that 
are set in place, though so many people are just um, automatically bought into. The potentials lie slightly outside of that matrix. For those who are willing to look somewhere other than the matrix, other than to old consciousness for answers, the ones who are laying awake late at night saying, there's got to be a better way, there's got to be something different, what is the answer? Suddenly they tap into the potential or the probability that you have helped to bring in and to, to actually uh, embellish here on Earth. That's the magnificence. You're not, you're not trying to intrude on the matrix and you're not trying to inflict your concepts of belief on them, but you're presenting a broader, grander um, variety or potential for those who may want to choose it. Thank you for the question. Thank you. Hi, Tobias. You know, when you were talking about how it just doesn't matter, I felt myself going off towards your cottage, seeing the beautiful flowers, walking up to your door, and then I realized I had a baseball bat, <laughs> and I wanted to chase you down and chase St. Germain down and say, what the hell? You should have given me the memo before I got here and had a kid, Tobias, but it just doesn't matter anyway, so whatever. <laughs> Well, actually, the memo is there. It's laying on your desk. You just <laughs> didn't want to look at it. It's there with a stack of other memos spanning many, many lifetimes. But, you know... <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you choose the experience, and actually, I honor you for whatever you choose. And not to single you or anybody else out, but you could choose to... to do anything you want. You can choose to be magnificent, as you have done in this lifetime. You can choose to be lost, Spoiled, or, con lost or confused brat. or whatever, but actually I know you much better than that. So the memos are all there, absolutely all there. The wisdom of the ages is there available to anyone. It is not buried in the ground. It is not uh, hidden in some other dimension. It is not held by the Anasazi Indians or the Grand Hawaiians. Nobody. It's all there. When you boil all this wisdom that many of you have to write down, it's the God is you. You're the creator. Now enjoy. Now experience. Now do anything you want. We'll always be there, and if we're not there, somebody else will be there. To help guide you back if you get lost, but not all of you wanted to be guided back. Some of you want to come to our door with a baseball bat. <laughs> and then I simply make my cottage disappear. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, dear, your batting average is going way down. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I got my imagination too. But my little human, I'm not asking about dead grandma here, but I am asking about this real estate potential of yes. this stuff and I've been using my intuition and I and I just Good. wanted your insight on real estate is a wonderful thing right now. Uh, it's tangible, it's real. If you look at it in pragmatic terms, the market is down right now and it'll be a while before it comes back up, but it it, it can tell you very uh, clearly that uh, the, the population on Earth is going to continue to grow. The need for housing will still be there. And I would actually encourage Chambra, stepping out uh, off of Calder's uh, safety limb here, but I'm going to encourage Chambra to, to invest in real estate and to use it for rental or for commerce of some type because 
you are literally and figuratively creating a safe space, a place where people are going to go not just to live but to feel these energies that you're helping to bring in. Any house or any building that you buy and others occupy is going to be filled with potentials. What a grand thing this real estate really is. I'm specifically talking about a mentoring opportunity that's been presented, how you feel about those people. Um, uh, Let me say this. Uh, There are things to learn, but uh, you're absolutely going to go out on your own. Don't follow a system or a structure right now. I mean, take a look. Let's be logical for a moment. Uh, Take a look around you. The systems don't work anymore. The programs don't work anymore. You're going to develop the new program. So learn a little bit about the ins and outs, but then for all of you, no matter what you're doing, don't follow somebody else's system, no matter if it's healing or investment or invention or anything else. Thank you. (sighs) I've been on my journey for four years now. I have Um, felt... We have to stop there. (laughs) 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 Oh, dear. Um, You've been aware of your journey for four years, but uh, you've been on your journey for a long time. Continue. I'm reading a question for somebody else, not for me. Indeed, I I know. (laughs) (laughs) We're ready? Indeed. Okay. I've been on my journey for four years now. This is this Leslie. I've left... I felt lost and anxious and sorrowful most of the time until I found the Crimson Circle online a month ago. I started reading the first shouts. The writings all felt right to me. They answered many of my questions. The question now is, what am I spiritually and physically going through now relevant to the writings of the year 2000, or should I be only reading, say, the last year's shouts? Thank you. Indeed. Read um, back if you choose, if you find it um, enjoyable. And understand that uh, you were going through those processes at the time. You're not catching up at all. You're just reading your own history. Uh, as the Shouds are the history of Shambra from around the world. Someday many, many others are going to read this. They're going to read all of your history that's contained in the Shouds. So, if you choose to read back to find out where you've come from, but understand uh, right now you don't have to deliberately try to go back through those processes again. You've actually been with us this whole time. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, Tobias, mm. darling. <laughs> I don't have a question. Good. I don't have an talk. answer. <laughs> um, I'm celebrating a wonderful moment in my life. Mm. Um, emerging from the big, dark night of the soul. Mm. We talked about one maybe six or seven years ago. That was pretty horrible when every one of the guides left. And um, I didn't know if I would emerge from this one at all. I thought maybe I'd just hop over to the other side and call it a day. But I am very joyful at this moment. It doesn't matter has been... <laughs> speaking to myself and Hootie now for about two years. Mm. And there's a voice with a very charming accent, and we would hear it say, it doesn't matter. Mm. So it was thrilling today and charming to hear you share this really profound um, concept with everyone, and I agree wholeheartedly. Mm. And it's interesting that it's 
it would be difficult for many humans to hear this message and uh, they would get into a lot of philosophy and debate about why it does matter. So we would just say to them, okay, let it matter as long as you want it to. And uh, truly we allow them, we want them to enjoy their experience no matter what it is because in the end it doesn't matter. In the end, duality comes back together in completion and then brings in this thing that, uh, this very, what appears to be elusive thing called new energy. It's happening. It's going to continue to happen. It's a choice made on a very individual but yet a very collective basis by all those who ever left home, left home. So it's happening anyway. And it is a personal choice. There's not somebody up above manipulating it. That, you know, that's an interesting perception that many people have, but they like to have that. So, so be it. Allow them to have that. Also, if someone is really yearning from their heart for freedom, for liberation, um, you know, truly, mm. this is so helpful. You see, if, if it is completely liberating to take into yourself that, in fact, it really doesn't matter. It's not to belittle your experience mm. at all. Uh, simply to understand that it doesn't matter and you are free. But freedom actually can be the most terrifying thing that a human or many angels can ever experience. Because when you go cross through the doors of uh, imprisonment, uh, psychological or physical, you cross through those and you now go into freedom there's nothing there. And that in itself is frightening. It comes in the second level of fear. If there's nothing there and if I can create, what if I create wrongly? What if I create something, uh, a demon or something that harms myself or, or others? So there's a tendency to get to the door of freedom and bang on it, saying you want out and demand that you want out and get very angry that you aren't free. But if you stop, if anybody stops for a moment and looks, there's a door handle there and it's not locked and you can open it up at any point and have total freedom. But then the question comes back to what do you give up with total freedom? What comfort or what game or, or what uh, consciousness do you give up if, if you're totally free? It's interesting, as St. Germain talks about ascension and explains it in, in his own way to Chambra and says, when you go into ascension, what we metaphorically call the third circle, you are free and you're sovereign and you're an absolute creator in your own right. Oddly enough, about, um, let's see, St. Germain knows the number, about 76% of Chambra feels that's really boring. They, they, in a sense, don't want that freedom. They, in a sense, very much enjoy what they're doing on earth, which is fine. But we're challenging Chambra now to be able to experience that freedom, to be on earth in physical body, and to absolutely enjoy the experience of life. Yes. I recommend it. You could it. write a book about <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, one other thing. A beautiful being has come into Hootie's and my life. Mm. Um, mm. Her name is Maggie. She is called a Weimariner mm -hmm. by description of the breed of dog she is. And um, I don't know. Maybe you can 
tell us just a little something. I know she's had some trials in, in this lifetime. And... When, uh, when anybody, when any Shambra is considering their, their pets, oh, they're such a marvelous thing, and there's a whole history of um, uh, Tobias and Tobias Jr. and dogs. It's uh, interwoven into, into all of our lifetimes. Take a look at the time that this precious one came into your life. You could say that pets, dogs and cats and a few birds, are generally the manifestation of a part of yourself. They're not what you would call your total self, but your energy is infused into them and they, these precious uh, beings, these precious uh, type of... Um, oh, um, divas or, or type of earth beings. They're not quite angels, but they're earth beings. They, they absorb your energy. So when one like this comes into your life, take a look at the timing that when it came in, what it's sharing back with you right now, which is probably love and, and wisdom. But also take a look at its past because that past also is a reflection of your past in the case that you get um, uh, a pet like this. Uh, now, for those getting brand new pets, generally they are ones who have been with you before. They're very familiar with your energy and your journey, and they've been they've been walking along the path with you for as many lifetimes as you could count. So, they generally feel very very close. They're they're like energy sponges, but um, consciously they they pull your energy in and they help you work with it in such um, a loving way, as long as you're choosing it to be loving. So uh, when you look in its eyes, understand that it's its own being, but it's also being such a part of you as well. Indeed. It's helping, to te pets help to teach all how to love themselves. Dear Tobias, there's been a lot of immediate attention and controversy recently regarding the benefits of bioidentical hormones for those of us females over 40. Can you say more about the role of hormones in our bodies, especially those of us entering our next phase of life? Can they be used to help balance ourselves for a temporary time? And incidentally, why do menopausal symptoms seem to be so similar to those of ascension? <laughs> Thank you for all the female men. Thank you. Thank you from all the female middle-aged chamber who probably are at least 50% percent of your demographic. Indeed. So, uh, several things. The, the symptoms of menopause uh, have much to do with the integrating of uh, the masculine feminine self and really it ultimately about loving the total self. So they are very, very similar to an assumption symptom because it's about integration and evolution and uh, going through a life change. As far as the, bio, the biology, we're recommending to Shambhran that it is not a good idea to start interjecting a lot of outside influences into the body. There will come a time in the lifetime of most of you when there is a more balanced um, outside introduction, a balanced type of hormones or even in the stem cell uh, type of therapy. But right now it's very, very, de very developmental and it's actually carrying the consciousness of not only the researchers but human in general, not quite sure if they're ready to make that leap. So uh, getting involved in some of these is, is not particularly advisable right now. Go back into yourself. 
your DNA is changing. You're actually able to produce balancing hormones and balancing um, antibiotics within yourself. The whole concept of standard technology is that you are the healer. Your body already has either the direct cellular potential or the uh, cellular, cellular future potential to absolutely balance your body. But don't uh, have expectations because sometimes in a balancing of the body, it also first uh, does a unbalancing, which you're going to perceive as getting sick or getting certain types of problems. Don't start tinkering with it. Uh, trust your body. Talk to your body. Uh, feel your body. Exercise your body. It's like it's like being with it, and allow this very um, interesting combination of DNA and hormonal changes and consciousness changes in your body to go through their process in a very, very natural way. There are some days where that's challenging indeed, and uh, uh, you don't know if your body's going to make it through, but that's when you really do the breathing and the allowing and the loving of your body and let it adjust itself to to the consciousness. The body tends to be the last in this whole chain of um, adjustments that are going on. Thank you. Indeed. Okay, this week I was uh, accidentally listening to past shouts that popped up on my iTunes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. From a couple years ago, the teacher series, and I heard my voice come out of the computer suddenly as I was on there asking a question, and your answer was very profound and described me perfectly, and I realized, damn it, it's two years later, and I don't think I've done any better at this. <laughs> I'm still making everything difficult and mm -hmm. complex. Indeed. When am I going to let that go? But my main question is, you talked in that, you know, in that time of how you've already gotten there. You've made those choices. You know, you're there. You've arrived, just like you said today. You've made it to your ascension or whatever you're choosing. You're now living it backwards. So you spoke of an example of just like you get up in the morning and you're going to go to work. Well, you've already gotten to work. Now, Could I go interrupt ahead. you for a moment, um, respectfully? You have to get out of the head, out of the mind, and you've actually programmed yourself and adjusted yourself to continue to go through the mind. And, and we've talked about this so many times, but you, you still want to go that direction. And we're getting very, very mindful here, very analytical. I'm going to ask you to take a deep breath. It, well, I said I wasn't going to say that. Um, is it, it doesn't matter. Is it? I won't say that. Is it? But is it important to you? It's <laughs> a different way of saying. Does it matter? There is this continual um, mental activity, and you feel lost without that mental activity. You're actually addicted to it. The the electrical flow in the mind and the way it flows and its very tight uh, corridors that you allow it to flow and it literally blows your mind to feel that you could get out of thinking. So you're in this constant dilemma and it's interesting from our perspective. I think we'll use it as a case study later on if you don't mind. It's interesting, okay. it's beautiful, it's wonderful. But what you're truly asking here is, how do you get out of the mind? Well, several things. You stop, you take a deep breath, and you make a very conscious choice, not just a mind choice, you see. There's a difference between a mind choice and a heart choice. 
and say, I'm ready to get out of that. But again, once you do, your life will change. And the question I have back for you is, are you ready to have your life change? And don't tell me yes until you really no, go in. No, I don't know and, that. I until know. you really go in and feel it. Because I, I, from today, I can feel that. There are yes. things that I'm enjoying and holding on to Indeed. that get me through, and I would have to let go of all that. And have you noticed in your patterns that every time you start to open and to feel and to expand, something pulls you back? Now, you like to blame it on other things. Of course, we all do. You all do. Um, <laughs> but you'll blame it on um, your partner. You'll blame it on a job, the economy, the weather, uh, the um, uh, squirrel hibernation patterns, or anything else that you can. <laughs> and uh, it, this becomes now a kind of a, an excuse, but a mental process. And then... When you get tired of that, you start to expand again and to grow, and you have great joy, and then it pulls you back. So what is what is it that's actually holding back? Why? What is the fear of getting out of the mental, very, very um, deliberate mental programming? It's a car- I'll give you a few hints. A carryover from Atlantis. Uh, the the uh, very um, deliberate uh, hypnosis that... Uh, the mind is is uh, God, and the fear of uh, finding out what happens when the mind doesn't know the answer. You see. Thank you. Indeed. So um, you can continue with your question if you choose. I I, I just was um, in my mind, I guess. Mm. Indeed, and and there's don't beat I, yourself up on that, but no. but take a look at what can happen if you're into true feelings of sensory perception and true openness, and and, and if you uh, let's do this, you're going to have some situations coming up in your life that require problem solving. Consciously stop yourself. Don't go into mental solution. Feel into the problem and feel into the many potential solutions without going to the mind. If you feel any pressure in your mind, or if you feel the processing to start, so you've you've um, taught yourself how not to f- how not to feel the pressure in your mind. Mm-hmm. So anytime that happens, stop and don't try to figure it out, and let yourself just experience it, and let yourself dis- discover that. The solution is already there. You don't have to think your way into it. Now let yourself just go into it. You see? I'll do my best. Don't do. Don't try at all. Oh, I can't don't say try. That. It uh, doesn't matter. I'll just <laughs> let give yourself the freedom of experiencing a little bit of it without pulling yourself back. And, uh, there's so many. There's so many um, talents that you have that are latent right now, ready to come out, and just let them come out. Thank you. And don't wait two years to come back. You know, I know Tess, and it it makes me, listening to Tess makes me really wonder sometimes, I think we need to spend more time acknowledging what we are and celebrating what we are and not what we're not. Indeed. Absolutely. And But let's also take a look at how we limit ourselves. There's, there's, there's This is not about right or wrong, but this is about at some level making a choice to um, experience in a grander way, but then finding out that it's difficult to do, finding out 
that even though the choice has been made, there seems to be barriers. So we go in and part of the whole process of making the choice was to take a look at what doorways were, were keeping that choice from manifesting. Thank you. I'd like to, there were, you know, I was reviewing the questions and there were a number of questions and I'd like to sort of summarize them to to bring this topic up. There's a huge, huge, um, uh, for lack of a better term, problem with young people seeming to really be challenged Mm. and not fitting into the system and and really getting lost when they hit kind of high schoolish or right at the end of high school. And it... And it gets so serious that by the time they hit their mid-20s, they, I, we've had a number of recent situations where literally they get suicidal. Mm. And the kids don't know what to do, and even more so are the parents not knowing how do they support these children, these, their, their, these young people, in making that transition of finding a place in a system. We're talking here in particular about the... Um the uh, the children of of Chambra, yes. for the most part. Yes. Just to clarify, because the answer I'm um, providing here is not universal; it is specific to this group. Uh, they have chosen very special parents, Chambra parents, who are opened and enlightened and uh, here to to be standards of of new energy. So there's a very beautiful and particular relationship between the parent and the child. It's not going to follow any of the, um, the old books, or the old way of raising children. None of the, that I know of, none of the current psychological programs are going to work. And it makes it more difficult because the young ones try to blend in. They're actually, in a way, they're, they're very deliberate about blending in. You'll find that they don't like standing out. They don't like... Uh, they don't like uh, group attention. They they just try trying to keep a, a low level, and they will for a while. But sooner or later, they they will emerge out of their own type of uh, cocoon. They're going through a tremendous number of uh, integration challenges because they tend to come in as crystal or at least very clear or very enlightened beings. They're very, very sensitive, so they're having a harder time coping with the energies that are very, very intense right now. Oftentimes, they are so tuned into their parents, to to Chambra parents, and they start to feel the parents' concern and fear and um, a sense of protection, and that triggers something within them, and in a way, they tend to start acting this out. And although many of you will not agree with my statement here, the best thing the parent can do is not to feel protective. And it goes against the grain for what you've been doing, but not to fear for the child, but to celebrate the child. And not to try to solve their problems. And not to, um, how to say, not to try to uh, provide refuge for them. Uh, very, very difficult for you, Shamba parents, because you have a very intuitive sense of what's going on and how difficult energies can be and you understand the sensitivity that your child has and you do want to protect them. You want to take the arrows uh, to yourself rather than to go to the child. In the long run, it's really not doing them any good and actually they really don't want it. But they're playing along with you because they love you and respect you and they think that they should. 
the thing to do with them is to treat them not as anomalies or not as um, something odd or strange, but to treat them on a very soul-to-soul level. Stop treating them as your child. Uh, Perhaps I should underline that. Please don't treat them as your child. You are a carrier for them uh, in this lifetime. You brought them in. But please let go of them as thinking that they're your child. Start dealing with them on what you call a higher consciousness, pure basis, rather than parent to child. You're going to see the dynamics between you and them change. This will give them a different sense of respect and self-worth and a different sense of balance within themselves. And they're going to stop trying to fit in or they're going to stop trying to act out on their um, differences, as many of them do. Some of them are not only taking on the sensitivities of the world and things like depression and sadness and and, uh, despair, but they're taking on yours because of uh, the deep connection you have. Energetically, peer-to-peer, God-to-God, make it very clear with them, whether it's in a spoken word direct to them or in um, in a psychic sense, but make it very clear that you don't want them to take on your problems and you don't want them to take on the world problems. They're here bringing in a very clear energy and they're, they're going to emerge. They, they truly will. They're going to come out of this um, funk state that they're in, this uh, lost state. Um, but right now, just breathe with this whole process. What about the suicide aspect and of it? Indeed, many of them are contemplating going back. Uh, the energies here on Earth are difficult right now. So it is they are very closely connected with the energies on the other side. Um, And you all know that. They talk about the beings that they talk to. They talk about their bizarre dreams. And so they're very closely connected. And some of them do feel a sense of going back. You know, they say to themselves, why am I here? What, What assignment did I take on? Instead of fearing, instead of creating drama around suicide, as so many of you have been doing, Ask them to take a deep breath, tell them they are creators. They can choose to come and go as they please. Let's get away from this suicide mentality and let's get into a choice mentality. Now, I'm making a few of you upset here because you say, well, what if they leave? What if they do choose to leave? Can you honor them? Can you still love them? Can you understand that to get through this suicide thing, it invokes fear and it creates a very... Uh, unpleasant energy with all of you. One more word on that. I truly encourage you not, please, please, I truly encourage you not to get them into the hands of an old energy psychiatrist who's going to put them, first of all, will never understand the, uh, the, the more enlightened nature of their being. It's going to get them on these drugs. That causes a suicide. That that is the reason. If you have a child who is suicidal in their attitude, I first ask you to take a look in the medicine cabinet. Have you allowed the prescription of these drugs? Because that will get them in a very altered state that um, will make it very difficult for them to stay here. So get off of those type of drugs. Can you get these precious beings into breathing? Into breathing. That will help them integrate the energies from the other side and this side. So 
I don't I know some of you accuse us of oversimplifying and we are proud of that. Thank you. <laughs> Two more questions. Indeed. Hey Tobias, and I want to thank you first of all for the it doesn't matter. <laughs> And uh, I don't have yes, a you have spent so much time, so much time with uh, trying to make it matter. And and have you realized in doing so, you've allowed other people then to act it out for you and keep telling you it does matter. You should be doing this and you should be doing that. And intuitively, you know, it doesn't matter. Too true. Too true. I don't have a question. I have a request. Indeed. That uh, is like me asking you for a gift mm-hmm. for maybe all of Chambra. And it has a few elements. I want you to tell me a funny story <laughs> that maybe involves me and you or St. Germain or Katumi, And it can be this life or any other life or in between. Mm. And uh, something to remind us of this. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Well, aren't you the one to um, <laughs> pop the balloon here, so to speak? <laughs> You're more psychic than even I knew. <laughs> the, um, just between us, the, these are a few of the stories I want to tell uh, in, my, um, in my departure, in, in um, our last days together. I'd rather save it for them than do it now, because I am collecting stories about uh, many of you. So if you don't mind, indulge me and allow me to, to do this uh, in our last shouts together. Thank you. Indeed, thank you. And um, keep working on that very attuned psychic nature. (laughs) We thought it was a secret. (laughs) Hello, Tobias. Mm. I have a question about interdimensional expansion. Yes. Um, Since the fall, um, since the workshop, I feel like Mm. I have um, really improved my um, connection and my communication with my animals. Mm But otherwise, I don't feel like I've made much progress, and I wonder if um, I'm doing something to block or to keep from um, having the experience or allowing the experience in. No, we're looking at your energy. We, we don't see that. It's, um, you're actually working on it very, um, very smoothly, and it is easier going through the pets first, and uh, it's much easier to expand your energy into things like rocks and trees and water and, and definitely the uh, uh, your pets, that's going to give you a very good uh, basis or baseline for when you start some of the more uh, non-physical interdimensional traveling. So I, I actually, checking your energy out very carefully here, see it's a wonderful path you've chosen. So You're allowing yourself to get proficient in in, in a very... Um, in a very balanced way. So just continue what I'm doing? Indeed. Indeed. And uh, you'll know, you'll feel when you're ready to uh, to go into the next levels, but uh, you don't need to push it. You don't need to race into it. It's it's just about an experience of allowing yourself, uh, it, allowing you, for all of you, allowing yourself to no longer just be dual in this illusion or this uh, thing you call reality. Now starting to bring in the other dimensional aspects, and by by working with the pets, uh, your, one of your next steps that I see is you're going to start working with some of the entities who who are gathering around you. Uh, they have a very good connection with you, and once you work with them, then you're going to start expanding into 
some of the other dimensions and learning to gracefully handle it while you're in your in your physical body in this earth right now. It's one thing to blast out of your body and go play in another dimension. You, you do it at night, all of you. But now what about bringing all of that into the awakened reality, into this, into this um, now moment, and being able to be in a dream state while you're wide awake, to be able to be so expanded into other dimensions but still be able to drive your car down the road. That is, that is living with uh, joy and passion. Thank you. Last question. Indeed. Uh, Tobias, I, I got a little confused tonight. Um, you explained and ended with a stop with the blaming. You are the creator. And I go back to January when you were describing to us your transition into who you call Sam, mm-hmm. and the actually, I believe you use the word fear, where other oversouls fear their own creations of getting too close, and that's part of the challenge of you know, the beauty of your transition, mm-hmm. as compared to, I guess, to say your peers. Um, but at that point, you also explained that have you ever? Well, if you are one, or have you ever known someone who felt completely unloved, unsupported, and that they were because their oversoul could not bear to look at what their incarnation had done, and they turned their back on them. So, okay, and then you're never alone, you're always loved. Where does all this tie in together? Indeed, and... um when a human decides to go into a place of their own darkness, they create the energy that has the soul and the oversoul turn their back on them. And the oversoul and the soul are doing this in honor, you see. When the, the being decides they want to be alone, they will create that reality, even though they're surrounded by the love of other humans or the angels. So it is a manifestation and it is a acting out of everything that is going on with that, with that being. That's why we say it's a game. It's, it's a beautiful game. It's a, it's a magnificent game that's being played. But that's also when we say, when you're ready to understand that you are God, that divinity isn't out there somewhere. Divinity isn't a golden angel sitting in a palace uh, or heaven or anything like that. It's not waiting for 2012, and it's not waiting for you to get over some of your bad habits. The divinity is the simplest, most beautiful and profound thing, and it's you. It's right now. It's you in this moment. But if you want to pretend that it's not here, it will go away. If you want to pretend that you are unloved, it will not love you. If you want to pretend that you are less than God also, it will pretend that it's less than God also. You see? Yes. It is so you right now. We've offended some by saying, stop playing games, and we're going to offend them again by saying, stop playing games, <laughs> unless you enjoy the games. But then understand they are your games. There's nobody manipulating it. There is no um, conspiracy against the divine. It is. It is perception. It is a game. And Again, we ask all of you to say, what do you give up 
when you stop playing the game. When you can understand that, you'll understand why you can, not you, but all of why you continue to play it. There is, is a sense of discomfort or unease with saying, I'm a creator. I am that I am. There's also a game that's played that said, if I'm a creator, then I should be able to snap my fingers and manifest a million dollars. That's a game. You're challenging in a very old energy human way. You're you're tr actually trying to become superhuman rather than very divine. And it's a game that you continue to play and then you won't let yourself manifest it, you see. You actually could. You actually could. But you won't let yourself because then the game ends. I know some of you are on your email right now. <laughs> Thank God I don't have an email address, but um, Calder and Linda do. Say, but Tobias, damn it. And I say, damn it back to you. You're playing a game. You're playing the game of being broke or sick or lonely or whatever it is. And it's wonderful. I admire you. I admire you. But the only question I ask, based on your basically demands to us, is, well, when do you want to stop playing it? And you say, but I'm not playing a game, and you continue to be impoverished and ill and not a creator. And that's fine. We love all of you. We truly do. And we honor all of you, just as just as your soul and oversoul and all this other stuff honor you and are going to play the game right along with you. It is a marvelous game. But you have said, I'm done with it. You have said, please, somebody come in and tell me it's a game. Somebody come in and tell me it doesn't matter. That's why we're here. Excellent. Thank Indeed. you. There was I one other one question th that um, wanted to be asked, a live question, if you would come back up. First time here, and I have a... Fun, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I have a, a city question, and it's about Cripple Creek. Mm. And... Uh, I want to know when, how, and why that uh, dormant volcano mm. will become active, because I live in Colorado Springs. Mm. Indeed. Do you want it to become active? Uh, no, I'm, I have a, a hunch mm. that uh, in the not-too-distant future, mm. a lot of the uh, Earth Mother's uh, geothermal uh, rumblings mm will occur around our Earth planet? Well, let me say this, and um, bordering on uh, being a little cautious here for, for a variety of reasons, um, there'll be energy movements, uh, not in directly in Cripple Creek, but in a, in a f lower, flatter area. <laughs> and it's going to be... Um, shaking up of some energies and not uh, of volcanic and, uh, type, but there'll be some other things because there is a, there was a lot of pent-up energy in this uh, particular region, which uh -oh. we're not going to mention. Uh -oh. A lot of pent-up energy and it needs to be released. The energy is angry 
it's very, very rigid. And you know what happens when things are rigid? They tend to crack and break. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, what we're saying is your, your intuition is pretty good, but just move a little bit downhill and, and you're going to and, – and don't think in terms of um, the type of eruptions that you were talking about. Thing, it's a different type of energy shift. I was always told, location, location, location. <laughs> well, location, location, location changes into new, new, new. Oh, yeah. And I, um, not that I want to plagiarize, but I heard a bunch of really good uh, um, bumper stickers. Mm. And I'm wondering if I could use them. Not necessarily get rich, but... Uh, uh, why, why wouldn't you want to get you rich? Choo you choose the experience. Mm. I Excellent like that bumper sticker. Can I use it? Uh, as long as you say Tobias. All right. Oh, <laughs> oh, uh -huh. uh -huh. <laughs> And that uh, I was jesting with you. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, um, these things are are wonderful to share, and uh, do expect uh, uh, that it could go beyond bumper stickers, and that it could be um, uh, wonderfully abundant for you. All right. Namaste, brother. Namaste. And um, you say there's one more. One more question. We're having too much fun today. Oh, just a, just a <laughs> Hi, Tobias. Um, I was really busy last year, so I didn't come and I didn't read shouts. And then after Christmas, I thought, I really need to do a crash course. Mm. So I did a crash course. Now, to go back in the fall, I walk with my dog and the little neighbor kids, and we pick up the streets. And quite often I find coins. And, I, and, I, and sometimes I find something very unusual. So this, this fall, I was walking down the street. I brought it today because it's very special. <laughs> I found this. See what it is? It says N. And when I picked it up, I thought, now, intuitively I knew this was for me. And it was really special. I wasn't going to leave it in the street. It was special. So anyway, I put it by my journaling material, by my bed. And then after Christmas, I was putting Christmas things away. And I slide these plastic boxes under my bed with the Christmas things, and this fell on the floor. And I had just read about the House of Awakening mm. and that some of us were building it, yeah, right? Indeed. Never thought to look on the other side. Look what was on the other side. A nail. Mm. Mm. And that, I tell you, when those synchronicities happen. See, this is what I like about the new energy, the synchronicities, and the fact that you get such a jump, you know, when that happens. It's such a wonderful thing. That's like David's um, uh, numerology club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now you talk about that. Listen, then today I noticed something else on this card I did not notice before today. It has a little tiny 11 on it, and that's my special number. <laughs> Thank you. Indeed. Oh, one more thing. Yes. In the feeling, in the feel, because I, you know, I did this crash course, right? So, in the feeling of things, I've been doing that for years. Mm. I do on a Friday morning. I do a tub meditation, mm. and I feel into things. A tub meditation? Uh huh. And and I record what I get. Okay. I've been doing that for years. And this one day, I thought, well, it's been about a couple of weeks ago. I thought, well, I'm going to just feel into the void, just be there. Mm. See what happens, right? Because I'm a Sagittarian. I think this new energy is great. I Did think you, you call just, my mother? You just gallop. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, a Sagittarian just gallops ahead and says, whoa, there's going to be some discovery here. You know? And so um, I was doing this, and I, it was just wonderful. I was just sitting in the void, just being and just, ah, 
She's great. And then all of a sudden, I saw this reptilian eye, mm. huge reptilian eye. I mean, it took me back. Now, what was that? Mm. And as soon as I asked, what is it? It disappeared. Mm. Explain. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. In, this is in your case in particular, but we don't want everybody to assume that this is their situation because sometimes these eyes that show up and uh, uh, they're actually aspects of, of yourself that are showing up to see what the hell you're up to. Your aspects, yeah, your aspects want to really are coming from the past uh, and wanting to know how you're doing in the future. Um, you also have um, angelic family members uh, that uh, you haven't seen or talked to in a long time, and they're they're coming from uh, how to say a very distant place. And they're checking on you. Have you gotten it yet? Because when you get it, then they can start to get it. So there's a lot of beings who are checking you out. In, in your case, dear one, um, there are. Now, I don't want you to all go into crisis over this, but there are these uh, reptilian type of interdimensional energies. And, oh, sometimes oh, they. Nice. They sometimes. <laughs> 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 they don't live under the earth, though. <laughs> and sometimes they, they come and probe. But they, they're very interesting. Uh, A, they're very mental. That should tell you something. Uh, they don't really have a way of um, having emotions or feelings of their own. They, they've they actually gotten so trapped in the mind, and that should be a warning to all of you, that they've lost feeling and emotion. So therefore, they have to go feed on it. They actually don't look like reptiles, but because they're not really desirable creatures, you manifest them or you envision them as being reptilian in nature. And they come to they come to feed off of feeling and emotion because they don't have their own. They would like to steal yours, but every time not just yours, but everybody, every time they steal emotion, primarily based on fear, anxiety, and, and those more active emotions, they do take it in. They try to feed off of it, but uh, they turn it mental right away. So they have a hunger that's never actually satisfied. There's going to come a point, as we all know, that they go through their own transformation. These are not physical beings, by the way, but they, they go through their own evolution of their type of planet, uh, whatever you want to call it, where they go beyond. But it's going to be very difficult for them. It's going to be hell for them. For the first ones that are making a conscious choice to go beyond mind, it's going to be overwhelming to really own emotion and feeling. They're going to feel like they're going through hell. They're going to feel like they're being ripped down, torn apart, and spit out into the, into the void because it's tearing down their old structures and their old patterns of, of mental processing. Can you imagine how overwhelming it is to a being who has programmed themselves out of feelings and has been only mental, logical, intellectual, or analytical, who now tastes of feeling and emotion once again. It's overwhelming. They, they're going to think they're dying a thousand deaths. But after they get over it, they're going to realize that they are now completing or evolving themselves, and they will become the teacher in their dimensions and realities for how to once get 
again get back to feeling. If it sounds only slightly familiar, it is. Do I have your permission to sell that to South Park as an episode? (laughs) (laughs) Well, now we don't have... We don't have South Park here uh, at the cottage, but uh, we do watch through your eyes, which have seen many, many of these episodes, and we're afraid they would turn it pornographic. So, <laughs> and, uh, so with that, dear Jamber, what a delightful day. Please enjoy life. Please experience yourself as a creator and an uncreator. And so it is. Mm.